Now then, Lids, if you'd like to support the podcast, please visit patreon.com slash haveawordpod and sign up. Everyone that signs up on Patreon will get discounts for merch, discounts for live shows, also early availability on content and tickets. And this is the big one. You will get the Wednesday afternoon Patreon-exclusive episode. So Monday's episode is for everybody. Fridays, that's for every motherfucker as well. But Wednesday's episode is only on Patreon. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers and award-winning beer magazine and a tasty snack the second you sign up they'll send them out in the post here and you can't catch corona from the post all you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time sign up now at beer52.com slash word that's our exclusive link that's b-e-e-r 52.com slash w-o-r-d you'll claim your free case of beer and for every person that signs up via that link only they slide us a little bit of money that supports the podcast it helps us out it's win-win so do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting the word nuts. <gasps> Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside, how about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! Follow us on social media at HaverWordPod. And don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash HaverWordPod. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory. Down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is Hava Wad. We're back in business, baby! Whatever happened, whatever happened, I don't know what happened then. I felt music in my soul, and it was, it was, uh, take that. It was, take that. Did you, have you seen Gogglebox, the celebrity Gogglebox? Yeah. So. I don't really watch much telly, you see, but I know what you're on about, yeah. So neither do I. Yeah. But when you've got a partner... You end up watching telly, don't you? Like doing that thing of like, yeah, I'm not watching it. I'm just on my phone. And then all of a sudden you're like, who's that? How? What's happened there? When you're trying to get the backstory. Cause- that is exactly how I get Jade to watch films. Yeah. I go, okay, you don't want to watch anything. Well, I'm going to put a film on. You can just go on your phone. And I did it with Lord Abiding Citizen about six months ago. I just put Lord Abiding Citizen on. She's like, that's not my thing at all. I don't. And then like 15 minutes in, she's like, so his daughter was killed. <laughs> You're on the hook. The fish is on the hook. I got you. Yeah. Uh, Goggle bo- uh, box. Just everything about that makes me not. It's 
celebrities. I mean, Gogglebox, if you're not from the UK or you've got taste, you might not know what Gogglebox is. They basically set up cameras on people's TVs facing them as they watch popular shows on television. It's so yeah. simple and it works surprisingly well. I've actually seen some Gogglebox over the last several years and sometimes it is quite funny. The celebrity one, I give him it, it's pretty good. They've got a few celebrities you're like, well, well, I'm not bothered. But there's a couple that are genuinely fun. But the one that has freaked me out more than ever is Sean Ryder and Bez, who <laughs> honestly, oh my God. It, you sort of look a bit like their love child, don't you? Fuck me. <laughs> it is brutal. How old is Sean Ryder? He must be. How old am I? 39. He must be 50. Maybe he's 52, yeah. 53. He looks so fucking old, but he looks old like from his like like from a different era of old. He looks like an old man from like like he's a Victorian sailor. Like how many long voyages have you done, Sean Ryder? A combination of shit food, cocaine, booze, and the e-cigarette he's smoking on the TV because he's a numpty. And he looks dreadful. If on Gogglebox, they'd have watched it. He'd, if he's on camera having a heart attack, everyone's going to be like, yeah, saw that coming. And there's Bez, and he it must have taken an equal amount of fucking drugs with Happy Mondays back in the day. But he's a vegan. He lives in Cholton. He lives that vegan, semi-lesbian lifestyle. And he looks great. And I'm not joking. Since I've accidentally... Hang on. What? Hang on. It, eggs. There's fucking eggs in me MDMA. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, mate. I don't want I don't want, <laughs> I don't want any ketamine that's been through a horse. I'm happy to take the horse tranquilizer, but I don't want anyone any horse products, dickhead. <laughs> Tell it's you got milking. No. <laughs> he looks, yeah, he'll, he will now yeah, you can't cut his cocaine with, with milk powder. But he, he looks good for it. Sure that drugs are vegan. <laughs> Mate, anyone who is a vegan and buys fair trade can never have cocaine. Because how did it get here? It didn't get here fair trade, did it? It got here up the butt of a 92-year-old Ecuadorian woman. <laughs> Customs like, can we have a word? Jade loves those programs, you know, like Australian border control and stuff. They are good. That's one of the things I've watched, like when the other way around, when Jade's put it on and I'm like, I'm not fucking interested in this. And then I just get into it. And the fucking idiots on that program who literally they've got a border control guy in front of them. And he goes, right, if you admit that there's anything in this bag right now, then the sentence is less. We can deal with it. But as soon as I start searching it, is there anything you haven't told me about? Then, you know, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And they go, no, there's not. <laughs> There's nothing in there, and he zips it, and there's like a big fucking bag labeled cocaine. Like it's got the label on it and everything, and they're just like, "Oh, <laughs> is that not allowed?" <laughs> Mate, that's I one of those ones you got in that moment. You're like, it, unless you have a very complicated bag, the gate, <laughs> the gate, the gate. How many compartments on the bottom? <laughs> That's what it's there for. You know, the bottom of your suitcase. Like, that's the yeah. uh, that's a secret compartment. Customs <laughs> customs don't know about that. 
<laughs> Did you see the um, the Daily Mirror <laughs> write like, up about Celebrity Gogglebox? Go on. Because they they had a photo of Mo Gilligan and uh, Fumbi. Uh, another, another no, it wasn't Fumbi. I think it was Babatunde. It was Mo Gilligan and another black comic from London. And it's funny that we, we don't know who the other guy was because the reason I bring it up is the Daily Mirror got them wrong. So they said it was the YouTuber KSI and someone else, like which happens all the time. It happened about two years ago when they printed a transfer story about Lukaku on the back page with a photo of Stormzy. Ooh, right? mate. And it's just like, this is always awful. But to mistake Mo Gilligan for KSI this week of all fucking weeks, Black Lives Matter riots and protests all over the planet, and they fucking misidentify a fucking black guy in a national newspaper. There wasn't one person who could go, can we just double check this? Is fucking <laughs> insane. Can you imagine? Mo Gilligan, the day before that article got printed, by the way, if no one knows who Mo Gilligan is, he's got a, he's got a Netflix special out. He's had his own show on Channel 4. He was the co-host of the Big Nasty Show. He's a social media sensation, and he's a funny, charismatic bastard. Mo is one of the funniest people I've met. He, he's just, when you're around him, you feel good. He's just got this fucking aura. Uh, he, he's such a good lad, and I think that I just wanted to say that. But he got nominated for a BAFTA the same day that the Daily Mirror like misidentified him as a fucking YouTuber called KSI, who was one of the ones who did that boxing thing at the Staples Centre. But can you imagine being a black guy from South London and you work your way up, you make yourself with your own videos, you get on live at the Apollo, you get your own, you get to co-host a show on Channel 4, then they go, you're amazing, here's your own show on Channel 4. Then, then you get a Netflix special. Then your show on Channel 4 gets nominated for a fucking BAFTA. And then you get asked to do Celebrity Gogglebox and the Daily Mirror call you some other black guy. Fuck me. Can you imagine how annoying that is? This week. This, <sighs> this week. Like, of, I mean, even if you, if you accept that there's no one who's in that editing process, like in that office that's black, that can go, mate, Darren... Just li listen. I'm just talking from a perspective of knowledge here. Don't make that mistake because that looks stupid. I'm not even talking for my people. I'm just talking for common sense. But there's no one in the office. But do you not think, even if it's all white, that office, they're, they're, they're covering the Black Lives Matter protest. They're being journalists. Do you not think they're like, we should definitely just be extra careful with those details? No, they're just fuck knuckles. No. I... I I'm a staunch like believer at times that like if you make a mistake it and you apologize and own up to it it's forgivable and you shouldn't lose your job or your career for whatever but shit like that in a week like this whoever fucking printed that whoever okayed it and checked it and went yeah that's KSI they should be fucking sacked <laughs> immediately they should not be working at the daily mirror right now and they're not the high they're, there's no one high up they're down the it's not like you're taking away the editor's job. The, it's not. That's not his. That's one of the lowliest jobs. You're like, dude, you're not gonna. You're not good enough. And and I'm. No. And you know, like people losing their job for things they've done 15, 20 years ago, as insensitive it is, whether it's people blacking up or doing crap jokes or being. If 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 the parameters change over time, it's very difficult to go. Twenty years ago, you were bang out of order. I mean, no one yeah. pulled you up then, but we're pulling you up now. I find that very difficult. <laughs> but if it was 
two days ago and you still have the job, then you are culpable, aren't you? <laughs> Fucking pull Absolutely. your socks up, dickhead. Yeah, obviously, the, the, the scope of acceptability changes with periods of time. And after certain things happen and certain sociological movements happen, then we go, right, that's no longer acceptable. Like, Little Britain was one of the most popular TV programs, comedy-wise, 15 years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was. It was, like, one of the highest-raised shows in BBC history, I think. It was very, very, very popular. And now you look at it and you go, it's ableist, racist, offensive nonsense. And David Williams is seen as a really good guy. He's the friendly one on Britain's Got Talent, isn't he? so blacked up. So blacked up. It's not even just blacked up. He's fat blacked up. He's got a massive wig on and they put a gap between his teeth. (laughs) Mama like that. Mama like that. Look at it. Like I showed Jade it the other day and she was like, who's that? I was like, it's David Walliams. This didn't happen in the fucking 70s and 80s where like even more horrific things were acceptable. This happened like... The Millennium Dome was built before this happened. <laughs> also, was it on YouTube? No, 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 no. Was it on a subscription-based channel? No, no. Was it even Channel 5, who were essentially no, morons? taxpayers paid for <laughs> And did anyone complain to points of view? No, because everyone's like, these guys are hilarious. Bitty. Oh, fuck. I, I mean, I'm not piling on, because I really do think there's there has to be there has to be some sort of like that was then this is now we know better some things age badly some things some things stand the test of time we were talking about Richard Pryor's comedy you can I mean Christ almighty I'd love to look at what the other specials were going out at that time compared to what was happening in the late 70s but genuinely I didn't rate Little Britain that much and and it's one of those ones where I c- it's so it's so obvious when people have a go at friends, now that happened about six months a year ago, didn't it? A friends got yeah. attacked for being really sort of, you know, there's there's basically no one of a different sexuality or ethnicity. It's like, hi, white straight friends, and have you seen Garrett Millerick's routine about that? No. It's fucking brilliant. And yesterday, randomly, I just want to give a shout out to two. They are mates of mine, but. Yesterday, I went for a walk uh, with the dog, and I also had to go and do some driving to get some carpet and stuff for the house, which is so close to being finished, and I'm really excited. Um, and I just put two comedy albums on, but I didn't go for, like, the Americans that I normally listen to. I listened to Garrett Millerick's Sunflower and Alfie Brown's Lunatic. Oh, Alfie They're Brown. both on Spotify, and you can buy them as well, and I would encourage you to buy and support artists whenever you can. But even if you just want to stream them on Spotify... They're both fucking brilliant. Alfie Brown's got to be got to be on the live shows of Have a Word, hasn't he? If we're doing Have a Word live shows, just stand up. He has got some of my favourite shit. His show Lunatic, which I seen in Edinburgh, um, and I believe was absolutely robbed of a best show nomination, is uh, is available as an album, and it's so good. It's so cerebral and funny and intelligent and challenging. And Sunflower by Garrett is a 
I don't want to ruin anything about it, but it starts as a really fun, upbeat stand-up show and just twists and turns and becomes something else, and it's fucking excellent. Um, and he did so well with Sunflower, he ended up getting on Conan in America before he'd done any British TV show. So that's how good it was. Um, he's got a routine about friends, about a guy saying to him, I was watching Friends today, it's so bad, it's so problematic. And he's like, what's wrong with it? He's like, well, it'd be a lot less offensive if one of them wasn't white. And he's like, would it really? And then he goes to all the characters. He's like, right, let's make Joey black. Tell me that's not a more offensive program. <laughs> he loves to fuck. He loves to yeah. eat. And he's pretty stupid. <laughs> he's lazy as shit. He fucks anything that moves. He steals from his friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's Let's make great. Phoebe Mexican. Oh, smelly cat. Oh, smelly cat. Hey, that's so fucking good. Let's make Ross Chinese. Why has he got a monkey? <laughs> Why is he not allowed to live with any of the others? Why has he only seen his son twice in a decade? <laughs> oh, man, he's picked that off beautifully. Oh, it's fucking Garrett Millerick. Garrett Millerick, yeah. Sunflower. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing that down. It, it's not available as a special. It's an album, um, but it's so fucking good. Hey, I fucking really love. Good. I love audio. I I sell my stuff audio just just because I haven't I haven't really been able to film something properly. I've done stuff I at actually, hot water, but I love an audio. I love stand up in the car right. or in, in, on your yeah. iPod. It's really good, and it, it's a, a testament to the quality of the writing. If it works over audio without the visual as well. Um, I actually I continued listening to Garrett's album yesterday because the night before often when I'm going to sleep I'll put a podcast on but that's actually when I put Garrett's album on when I was going to sleep and I I woke <laughs> I laughed so hard at one point that I, I pushed a fart out and the fart and the laugh woke Jade up and it really 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 pissed her off it's a bit about um, Paul Catamole who used to be in S Club 7 having to sell his Brit Award and the person who bought it off him and it's so ridiculously fucking hilarious. Even though I knew my missus was asleep next to me, I couldn't hold the laughing. And I laughed so hard. And because I was tensing, I just farted as well. <laughs> she was like, are you fucking kidding me? You wake me up by laughing and now the room fucking stinks. You're a fucking knob. Uh, did he really, Paul from S Club 7, had to sell his Brit Award? Well, I haven't Googled it. I don't want to. Yeah, I'll, let's not. I don't want to ruin the joke. Um, cool. And it's actually... You, you listen to Sunflower and then we'll talk about it because it's so fucking good it's that's, so good that's when when you're watching comedy that is really like in, like the train of thought is so original but it's completely relatable that's such clever comedy isn't it because everyone can get esoteric and and complicated and, and use references that people don't understand and it's basically a sort of Oxbridge type graduate only feel to the comedy like well obviously you don't understand what I'm talking about because it's not for everyone but the incredible comedy is is when it's just stand up about everyday life and stuff that everyone gets but it's the confidence to have that thought and focus on it as the funny thing as, as the stuff that could be comedy everyone knows what a Brit award is it's a music award for British music everyone remembers S Club 7 it's a terrible <laughs> pop band it's something like I'm genuinely Whoa, looking hey. forward to watching that. Whoa! Terrible pop band. Do you rate it, S Club Seven? Are you fucking kidding me? They're one of the best bands of all time. 
and I'll fight anyone. Yeah. Who says otherwise? I fucking love a bit of S Club. Yeah. Well, I thirtieth and eighteen months. You better be up on your S Club because they're going to be fucking space throughout the night. All their greatest hits. Reach all three for the stars. Come every mountain up in fucking dust. Club. There ain't nobody like an S Club. Gotta show you how. Bradley, who was the Bane one. I mean, that's aged really well, hasn't it, for S Club? You know. <laughs> They went the anti-friends route. They really fucking saw that one coming and got Bradley in. Um, I mean, I started the episode singing Take That, so I, I can't... I'm not going to... And then there was the blonde one who went on Big Brother and was racist. <laughs> <laughs> Said something fucking dodgy about the Indian actress. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so... Oh, Jesus. I, uh... Yeah, fucking hell. Did you... Uh, I just wanted to check if you knew what had happened to the policeman that got her knocked off the horse by headbutting the traffic light. Because it's the kind of thing that I see on Twitter and I'm like, that's fascinating. And I actually Googled it. If you've not seen... It's basically it's just something I saw on Twitter. The riots in... Riot, fucking hell. I, I stopped myself. The protest in London was, from all accounts, not particularly violent. But then the police sort of ramped it up a little bit. Felt like they needed to well, lay down the no law. There was no violence at all at the Manchester protests, and the police weren't there. <laughs> and that's saying so, something. If you don't know Manchester, it's not the most sedate city centre. No, I mean there's violence most days in some form. <laughs> so they're really having to work hard to be like, I right, leave it, lads, leave it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This one's for Bradley from S Club. Rob Mulholland, who's a friend of ours and a friend of the podcast, like um, he uh, he went to the Manchester one. And he said it was wonderful. Like people just there distancing themselves as much as possible. All got masks on and a proper peaceful protest. Uh, and London just wasn't that, was it? Is it because they're different. is it because they're so close to Downing Street that they're like you're so close to hugely important, influential government buildings that they just touch you? They're just tetchier at the prospect of something going wrong. In Manchester City Centre, it's like Piccadilly Gardens and whatnot. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's just near Primark, isn't it? You're going to, what, take out a Burger King? I don't, I don't really know. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm trying to avoid as much of it as I can. I don't want to be out of the loop. Um, so I'm checking stuff every now and then, and I'm trying to make sure I know all the relevant stuff. But I sort of like said what I said last time like I support the protests and I I won't judge anyone for doing anything that they do during them I really won't because I don't feel like I'm in a position to do so and I I also don't want to just slag the police off or the people who are saying you know oh th this is going to lead to a COVID spike because it is and there's there's so many massive complex issues at play here and I don't know why it was more violent in London there's a correlation between where the police are and where they aren't and it's easy to go well, that's because of the police and it probably is but it's too complicated and I feel like I keep looking at the replies on Twitter to different opinions I'm not offering as many of my own at the minute I'm just looking at what other people are saying trying to get an informed view on it without just spouting my usual shite because I'm the type of person who's just like well I think this and I'm going to tell everyone and I don't think that necessarily helps and at the minute I'm looking at people posting opinion 
And the replies are 50-50 of you're a dickhead and you're a hero to everything. And I really, really, really <clears throat> don't know what's coming next. And I don't know what's going to happen. And the government are quite, have quite clearly picked the side now and basically gone, you, you shouldn't be doing this and we're going to start cracking down. They're, they're essentially doing a, a light version of what Trump is doing in America, which I think is disgusting. And I just, I, I'm quite... I'm quite anxious, I think is the word, for what's coming next. And like Tommy Robinson, the fucking daft, horrible, racist cunt, is now like, there's an arranged meeting next week in London, which apparently he's had nothing to do with organising. And he's he's done this ranty video yesterday, which he he looked like a knobhead in it. And everyone who's on my feed is sharing it going... Oh, what a dickhead. But I imagine there's also the other side of Twitter who's like, Tommy's a fucking hero. Way. But he, he said something in it which really pissed me off in his rant video. And if anyone doesn't know who Tommy Robinson is, I'm not going to explain, but just go and Google him. He's a He's basically a far right anti Muslim knobhead. Yeah. Um a shit house cunt as well. A shit a proper shit house. And he said, anyone any man, especially if you're the type of lad who goes to football, you should be in London next week with us, ready to defend our war memorials from these rats. And I'm like, don't you fucking dare lump football fans in with your fucking ideologies. Yeah, there's a load of racist dickheads who go to football. The same way that is that goes to fucking rugby and cricket or anything else. There's racists in the country, a fucking shitload of them, and they go to all sorts. But don't try and claim football as your fucking thing. Football's the sport I love, and I think you're a fucking knobhead. And if you're in my face, I'd fucking headbutt you, you horrible little rat. Don't fucking lump all football fans in with your fucking bullshit. And also, Edward Colston, the, the statue that was pulled down in Bristol... He's not a fucking war hero. He's a slave trader. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the major statue that's been pulled down in the UK, in Bristol, which is a very sort of liberal city anyway. Like, they are... It's, like, it's a pretty chilled, left-wing feel to it. I was quite impressed that it was Bristol that kicked off, because they, like Liverpool, like like a lot of the major ports in the UK, they've got a history of, like, trading. <laughs> but Bristol, a lot of history of slave trading. And Edward Colston was from there, worked out of, of London. He made, like, the equivalent of, like, tens of mil- millions and millions of pounds from slaves. 83,000 slaves. And... When yeah, 16,000 of which died on the way here. Fucking hell. When you pull down that statue and everyone goes, oh, I can't believe it. You're like, yeah, but it's it's made everyone go, who's Edward Colston? Oh, yeah, he's a dirty, horrible fucking slave trader who tried to, yeah. who tried to sort of absolve himself <laughs> by donating a lot of his wealth to charity. You're like, sorry, mate, that's not, not how it works. Yeah, uh, there's been some great tweets about it. There was one guy who, who said, it 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 was put up because of his charity work, not because of his slave trade. And someone replied and said, all right, like, can I build a statue of Jimmy Savile in your front garden? Then? <laughs> Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. Beautifully it's done. Perfect, isn't it? But like, th- this shows my limitations and the reason I'm trying to have less vocalized opinions on certain things because I'm not educated on everything and you have to take, you have to, it, there comes a point where you have to go, I'm just going to listen for a bit here and, and like when I first found out yesterday they were about to pull the Churchill statue down and they were defacing it, I was like, oh, that's bad, isn't it? Because he fucking helped us through the world war against the Nazis. 
And then I'm very lucky and blessed now that I've got a lot of people from ethnic minority backgrounds, black people and Asian people. And I'm talking South and West Asian people and East Asian people who showed me all these quotes and things Churchill did. And yeah, he did defeat the Nazis, but he was also, he had some of a horrendously racist views himself just because he was the, it's like Satan Dave said at the Brit Awards last year that we, they say we should be blessed because the UK is the least racist. I say the least racist is still racist. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but, but like, then again, you know, I mean, also Churchill was a fucking rotter to the working classes in general. He turned, he turned the, the, the British army. I mean, in, I think it was Oldham or Rochdale. He turned the army on like unionists. He's got a checkered history, but but if David Walliams is allowed to do Britain's Got Talent still and he blacked up 12 years ago, Churchill's what? When all of these ills were like the 20s, 30s, like 100 years ago, it's a fucking difficult argument, isn't it? Like, could you go, could you look at every statue that is around every British city and go, right, where are the question marks here? Because I bet there's fucking question marks all over them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, uh, really difficult. <laughs> I love it how I made that about David Williams and Britain's got <laughs> fucking out. Do you know what I mean? Paul, Paul Williams' statue now. With David Williams, I don't think you can really hold David Williams that accountable. That was a show made by the BBC. Yeah, he blacked up, but it was obviously acceptable enough when he did it for the BBC to go, cool. We've yeah. seen the tape, put it on at nine o'clock on Friday night. That was acceptable enough for the BBC to produce it. This wasn't a three o'clock in the morning show on Channel 4. This wasn't fucking Terry Christian's baffly shite at fucking 11 o'clock for post-pub TV. This was primetime, tax-funded. Yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to sack you a lot say, of people, wouldn't you? You'd have to cancel a lot of people because they were yeah. all part of that artistic decision. Yeah, we look back on it now and go, that's disgusting, but we've got to be honest and say we were all sitting there or not necessarily me and you, but most people were sitting watching Britain's uh, Little Britain and laughing at it and going, this is funny, and that's a funny sketch. I d I d a lot of people I were doing it. The, so, the only gay in the village did make me laugh. I mean, it wasn't all annoying. There was just some of it that was, the breastfeeding adult was annoying, but the only gay in the village was funny. I'm sure it's really offensive now, but it still made me laugh. Well, if you haven't seen the pictures of the uh, policeman on a horseback headbutting a traffic light, even if you sympathise, even if you think it's just deserved, fuck me, that is one of those ones where you're like, you know, you watch something on Twitter, you're like, oh, I've seen that. I was on like the eighth go around going, what the fuck? Seeing a guy ride a horse and there's like seven of his mates and they're obviously like, right, these cunts are getting Larry. We've got a job to do. Come on, boys. And he's got slightly to the left and he's looking somewhere else and doesn't see the massive traffic light at head angle. And oh my God. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I hope he's all right. <laughs> and then you're like, well, what were you doing on a horse charging at people? Oh, it was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> Can you imagine what? What did you say? what it felt like <laughs> and then the last thing you see is that it was on red and you're like ah <laughs> <laughs> fuck you know right that was a nice balance of uh, real life and fucking nonsense let's have let's some bullshit <laughs> oh I got some good bullshit for you boy sponsor first though yeah oh yeah 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 
shout out to Trans Alloy Wheels. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork and customisation services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. These guys are a well-trusted family business. They do exceptional work. If you want your wheels and bodywork jazzing up and you're anywhere in the north, Go and see Charlie and the boys at Trans Alloy Wheels. They're good guys. They can make your motor look better. They can add value to your car. They do insurance work. They do powder coating, diamond cutting, painting. They do new tires, acid stripping, shot blasting, tire fitting and removal. These guys are wheel wizards. If you've got cracks in your bodywork, they can well repair them. And they do insurance gigs. And the best part is, have a word, listeners. Get 25% off fucking everything. The main thing is, Charlie and the guys at Trans Alloy Wheels have supported has joined the Rona. They've sponsored this podcast and we want to support them. We can't go and get our cars sorted just yet. As soon as the Rona's done, I'm going. In the meantime, I'm going to follow them online. We'd love it if you could do it as well. On Facebook, they're Trans Alloy Wheels. That's all one word. Trans Alloy, all one word. Wheels. Give them a like. Give them a follow. They're on Twitter at Trans Alloy W. Trans Alloy W. And have a look for Trans Alloy Wheels on Instagram. They've shown this podcast some love. Let's show them some love back. All right, back to the pod. Your ma and dad listen to Have A Word. So, Adam J. Rowe. <laughs> I don't know your fucking middle initial. I just... I just no, you do. Vincent? Oh, of course it is. AVR. Adam, I'm Vinny Rowe. Welcome to my podcast studio. I'm Vinny fucking Rowe. Oh, AVR. Oh. AVRs are pretty good. Like, if you became Liverpool's manager in a real strange sort of career twist, you know all the coaches have their have their initials. Like AVB, like Andre Villas-Boas. AVR works. It sounds like AVR. something you plug a wire in in the back of the TV. <laughs> Mate, no, stick it in the AVR, you dickhead. <laughs> I don't know which one the AVR is DJN sounds like a shit DJ <laughs> DJN D- it sounds like DJ N word <laughs> um, oh that guy's getting booked in London next weekend with all the football lads with Tommy <laughs> Tommy Robinson all the football fans loads of racism in front of Winston Churchill's statue and we've got DJ N and he's playing a lot of folk way, music I don't think we spoke about this did you see the David Guetta video <laughs> yeah mate you tweeted it it was beautifully done on top of a fucking like that that was the most tone deaf stupid thing a celebrity's done since the start of lockdown and definitely since the start of the Black Lives Matter thing for me to go right hang on this black guy is being killed and there's black people all over the streets of America protesting they want people to be held account and I'm a DJ what can I do shall I do a tweet saying I stand with them no I know what I'm going to do I'm going to remix Martin Luther King's I've Got a Dream speech with a sick beat and I'm going to dedicate it to George Floyd so how do I say how do I dedicate it to him this is for George Floyd rest in peace no too somber shout out to his family (laughs) that was my favourite bit this is for George Floyd shout out to his family And also to Emma and all the girls who are here tonight for her Hindu. <laughs> Remember, 
Shots are one pound at the bar till midnight. Get them in. This is Martin Luther King. It's it's there's certain there's certain like turns of phrase that a DJ uses that I it's almost like you have to be able to put that on hold. I know you're going into a dance tune, but like big shout out to all the George Floyd and all the big big respect. <laughs> big up yourself, everyone who's suffering at the hands of an oppressive police regime. <laughs> Fucking, you just there's some like bum bum bum. I have a dream. Bum 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 bum. Oh wow, that guy was a civil rights human human hero. Like he was like loved loved by so many, but his words are boring without a beat. Bum 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 bum. He had his hands like in the devil horns as well, doing that. Wicky wicky wah. Got a big smile on his face, like oh, isn't me tune sick? Fucking trying to mix it into a Mother Teresa. Here comes Gandhi. Bump, bump. Right, let's. Good. That was. That was more. We need to go more bullshit. People are down. <laughs> People are down. I just couldn't let the policeman headbutting a traffic light go. People are down. Adam's checking Twitter less. Shit's getting real. But have a word. The podcast has got a new fucking game, and I can't stop playing it. So. Shag, Shag Mary Void, but I really do. I prefer fucking around with it. So, if you want to get these into us, have a word pod at gmail.com. I mean, all the usual bullshit. Anything you want to ask, anything you want to talk about, have a word pod at gmail.com and get some have a words. If you've got some whinging to do, do it to us so we can whinge for you. Friends, neighbors, the fucking, you know, the rest of humanity, David Guetta, any cunt. Um, this one these these are the three this is the parameters such so twat parameters you've got to eat one of these every day eat one of them once a month you can't eat it more than once a month you have to eat it once a month and the other thing you you're never allowed to eat again you don't even get like a last supper it's just daily gone. monthly never daily monthly never again lamb oh, I'm such a twat uh, I've put Big Mac, but what's your McDonald's flavour? Big your, tasty. Uh, I'm well, gonna, I love a Big Mac as well. I'm gonna say, make a big tasty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's lamb and then McDonald's. Okay. Uh, and the last one is fish and chips from your chippy. Okay. So lamb, Mackey D's, fish and chips. I mean, it's the it's the holy trinity, really, isn't it? The Mackey's definitely gonna fucking let me in, lads. That's a fucking oh! problem. Oh, fucking callback. I'm fucking keeping the door shut, kid. Uh, Episode two. <laughs> um, Mackey's every day, lamb once a month, fish and chips in the bin. Oh, really? Easy. Too easy. Oh, Adam, why you never been no more? We we miss we miss when you order order I order. You, you said fish and chips. If you if you go in the chippy as a whole, that would change things. Oh, fish and chips that's what I meant. Oh, caveat, caveat, chippy. There, I'm actually writing it down like it's official. Fucking like there's minutes to the meeting. Everyone's gonna be like, Dan, can we see those uh, notes? Lamb, lamb, McDonald's, chippy, all chippies, including your favourite. So you can't. Order. Sorry, go. I thought you took that too easily. The fucker with McDonald's is it's got the massive menu. You're gonna mess around with it as a daily, aren't you? But that, like, we've seen supersize. No, Mackie's going in the bin here. 
Chippy every day. Lamb every month. Mackie's in the bin. Mate, chippy every day. Well, yeah, because I don't want to have, have to have lamb every day. Whereas in the chippy, I could get like an omelette one day. I could get salt and pepper chicken another day, curry the another day. But it, just some starters day after that, fish and chip. There's options. Yeah. If you had to lamb eat McDonald's every day, at least you could be like, oh, I'm so bored of like McDonald's, but I can go for a bit of breakfast, go for a hash yeah. brown. You can't lose lamb, can you? You can't lose lamb. That's what I'm hearing no. from you. But I also don't want to eat it every day. So lamb has to be the monthly. So it's basically yeah. between Chippy every day and Mackie D's every day. Yeah. And I take, because I I love the Chinese. I love Chinese food. I love prawn toast. I love salt and pepper chicken. I love beef oh. curry with egg fried rice. I love spring rolls. I love barbecue ribs. I love prawn crackers. <laughs> you really reminded me of Friday. I like pig feet. Um, <laughs> every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen in the goddamn refrigerator. Um, <clears throat> all right, well done, well done. Okay, this is more of an industry one. You get to exclusive. You have to exclusively watch this media provider and no other, or you work for them, and the other one you cancel. So. Okay. Watch, work for, obliterate. YouTube, Netflix, Sky. So just if you're if you're not from the UK, Skies are basically like our cable. It's not cable, but it's basically our equivalent of cable. There's entertainment, there's film, but there's crucially Sky fucking sports, which is pretty good. So the tube, where Adam Special, club comedian is right now, please. Oh, club comic, sorry. Uh, Netflix, which is, let's be honest, the fucking dream for every comedian. And Sky. Uh, watch YouTube, work for Netflix, Sky in the bin. Really? What? Yeah. Not being able to watch Netflix would be a fucker, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you can illegally stream lots of fucking stuff and there's loads on YouTube and you can buy the DVDs. Yeah, that's true. There's not DVDs of stuff that's on YouTube. Oh, fuck, it's just reminding me I need to finish Last Dance. Laura's lost interest. I knew she would. Um, um, Sky goes right in the bin. Sky's shit, really, apart from the sport. And again, I can find a stream for that shit. And if I'm not allowed to do that, I go to a lot of games anyway, and a lot of them are on BT Sport, and there's also Match of the Day. Sky in the bin. Netflix, yeah. give me me money, kid. YouTube, I'll have a, I'll have a little Google of you. I tell you what, we all want to work for Netflix, don't you? You can't really work. I mean, Adam already works for YouTube. Any bell sniff with a fucking you can YouTube's really useful. It's great. All comedians should have stuff on YouTube, and it's only been the last few years where they've worked that out. But to work with Netflix, twenty-two thousand views, baby. Oh, well That's done, man. Me special. Oh, Thanks to everyone who's watched it. Uh, and keep watching it if you have and if you haven't then go and fucking watch it and spread the words put a, net, put a Netflix Adam. special oh. oh a Netflix special fuck me Adam I mean I want one but I'd love you to get one because this podcast would go through the fucking roof <laughs> tell you where Sky tell you where Sky's amazing when you've got a kid it's just so good to be like instead of having to faff 
it's just so many films, so many TV channels, and I'm not saying that I let that I let Sky parent my child, but when you've got like at the moment, I've got her six hours Monday to Thursday. I've got her from eight thirty in the morning till two thirty in the morning. Two of those hours have to be me sat next to her, her watching something. Otherwise, I'll go fucking mental. Because I tell you what's happened recently. My daughter has decided she loves me more than she's ever loved me before. There was a point <laughs> about a year ago where I was doing her fucking editing. And she'd only just learned to talk, but if she had more of a vocabulary, she'd be like, Daddy, you're a dickhead. Back the fuck off. You're doing my head in. You're annoying. You're not as good as mum. And also, every time you try and kiss me, you've got a fucking beard and it hurts. And it was it was clear that she, I was just doing a head in. And yeah, of course, she still loved me and everything. But something's happened during this shutdown. I don't know if it's I've just been home more oh my god she's like this guy's amazing and at the same time as it being really like enjoyable to have the most important little person in your world be like daddy you're brilliant and now at bedtime she's never done this before instead of being like mummy where's mummy obviously i want mummy you're the fucking part-time member of staff fuck off she's like daddy she's actually a couple of nights ago told mummy to get out of her bedroom because she wanted daddy this is like the first time this has ever happened and this has been she's now three and a bit years old this has been about maybe 10 days of this and i'm already fucking knackered from her affection <laughs> it is unrelenting and i sort of miss being a ball bag in her eyes sky would be hard to give up for the ease of just like bang there's a film bang fuck me um you got netflix for that yeah or YouTube? yeah or amazon or anything yeah, you're right, but with the T with the with the TV channels. Uh, so next one is a bit more of a geographical one. Holiday, four day holiday, long weekend. Move there for a year. I was going to put destroy, but it's just too aggressive. Never, <laughs> never visit. You never get to go. So holiday, no, destroy. Move. destroy. That's funnier. Right. Okay. Destroy. Destroy. <laughs> Rome, I'm going big here, mate. Rome, Paris, Madrid. In my head, you'll have some weird Liverpool football club reason to dislike at least two of these cities. Like, oh, yeah, you cunts did us in the final. No, it's nothing to do with that. Um, holidays to Rome, because I think it looks really nice. And I've always wanted to go there for a bit. Move to Paris because it's close enough that I can still gig. There's actually a comedian who lives in Paris, Ian Moore, and still commutes to Britain for his gigs. Um, and Nuke Madrid because who the fuck needs Madrid when you've got the Costa del Sol kid? Yeah, well, having been to all three, I would honestly say that maybe I might swap Rome for Paris there, but. Madrid's just like a Spanish London. <laughs> so that sounds it sounds so eggy. But you know, when I've been to Barcelona and you're in Barcelona, which I think weirdly, if you're a northern like if you're a northern lad, you feel an affiliation with Barcelona because they're like they're the outsiders, they're Catalonia, they've been they've been fucking shat on by Franco and the Spanish government for years. They're desperately trying to get their independence, which I think everyone in the north would fucking love, although it wouldn't work out. Um but when I was there, I was like, oh, yeah, it's really pretty, but 
it just looks like a bit like London, except I can't understand what the fuck everyone's saying. When you're in Barcelona, it's way more... I don't know, it's just Barcelona doesn't remind me of anywhere. Um, uh, Rome is a great place to try and get laid. Eh? So, see you there, babes. Live show, Rome. Um, <sighs> Wigan, Dudley, Slough. I mean, it's the next three places that ring off the tongue, isn't it? Like Rome, Paris, Madrid, Wigan, Dudley, Slough. Same question. Same question. Holiday for four days, which would be nearly as hard as living there for a year. Wigan, the one of the worst places in the northwest. So Wigan, but you are. Dudley, one of the least attractive places in the West Midlands. And Slough, it, which is a fucking hairy testicle flapping from a dying dog's crotch of a town. Slough is gone. Nuked by... Bye, Felicia. Bye, Um, I'll go on holiday to Dudley uh, so I can fuck that off after the bit. And then I'll live in Wigan for a year because Wigan's not that far away from here so I can still see me mates. I'm still only about an hour away from hot water. If anything, I'm closer to the Manchester gigs and it's we can still keep the podcast going. 35 minutes to Liverpool to Wigan. You'd be all right. 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. The question is, what the fuck would you do in Dudley for four days? How many times can you go to Nando's? Like, all right, I'm here again. <laughs> Don't you want to try the local cuisine? This is the fucking local cuisine. <laughs> it's Dudley Nando's, you bellends. That was easy, that one. I've got to stay local to Liverpool and I don't want to go anywhere near fucking Slough for four days. or Definitely not for a cunt in year. Um, right, this one's a sport one watch exclusively you can only watch this sport you can't watch any other sport this is now your sport yeah play the game and become one of the best four players of this game world number four like you're not the best ever you're not the best in the world but you're well up there you're making relative bank compared to the rest of them and then fucking put the other sport in the bin forever no one ever gets to see it again watch it again Golf, cricket, or tennis? Golf, cricket, and tennis. So, footy's just gone. Footy's gone. One, They've just decided it's done now. It's completed. Golf, cricket, and tennis. Um, well, cricket's in the bin. Oh. Defo. Really? No, yeah. Something very pleasant about having cricket on of an afternoon when you've got a hangover and you just put it on and you couldn't really give a shit. Oh, it's, it's, it's fucking shite. And anyone over. who anyone who thinks it isn't has just been like groomed to think it's good. It's and, fucking shit. I knew you'd make cricket a bit noncy. The the word you've not said nonce. You've not said cricket pedo. But I feel the word groomed is like it's like yeah. I'm not saying you are a nonce, but you're probably a fucking nonce. Can't even swing the bat properly. You'd have to do a little. Mm. It's just fucking. It's like shite. a little push in it. It's more of a like got of way. Yeah. And then the other two, like it comes down to the fact that tennis is more entertaining to watch than golf is to watch. So yeah. I'd watch tennis, and I'd be the world number four golfer. Which, to be fair, you're, you're gonna be making bank. Yeah, world number four golfer. You're making what twenty million a year. That's probably just. Yeah, yeah that'll cover a few bills. Plus, you're living in. Wigan, so that's yeah. fine, isn't it? And tennis is fucking sick to watch. I love a good fucking game of tennis. 
I oh, genuinely, if you said to me you had to be the world number four, what if you could be the the fourth best player of any sport in the world? Like I love the NFL, but I'll be fucked if I'm being the fourth best player of NFL because the chances of coming out with like a like Alzheimer's because your head's been bashed all over the shop. And I love the sport, and I'm not I'm not taking like the the injuries that those guys suffer, but that sport is 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 speed and power, and the speed ends when the power hits it. That's basically how... I, I've I've watched some collisions in the 10 years I've been watching NFL, and I do love it, and I, it's the most addictive thing I've ever I've ever enjoyed. But, oh, my God, you're like, how, how are they getting up? Like, the traffic light and the policeman looks less aggressive than, than when Antonio Brown got knocked out playing the fucking Bengals. Um, yeah, golf... World number four golf. You're just walking around, just like fucking banging balls around. I, I also want to get good at golf. I've started swinging the stick. I was meant to go for the game on Saturday, but my cousin put us back out so we couldn't play. Um, so I haven't been for the actual round yet, but I've been in the driving range. I'm getting a bit better. I'm getting more consistent, more distance, more what straight. Do you, what do you think? What do you think? Where are you in the world rankings now? You're not four yet. But I know you're a confident person. Seventeen, you're back eighteen, something like that. Around there, around there. Yeah, like I definitely get on the PGA tour, but you know, to be to be getting a medal, um, be be a bit of an ask at the minute. I'd need a good day. I'd need to be on a course that I know better than me competitors. Yeah, to it. West Derby links. <laughs> Near fucking. There is a West Derby golf club. All right, sorry, shouldn't have laughed at that. Hey, <laughs> but if you, I could be the fourth best player of any sport, it'd be footy. Of course, hey, it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just because you love footy. Player. It's not easy being a footballer, is it? It's knackering. Like I know you love football. It, it doesn't necessarily like you, but for someone like me, all oh, right, it's nice just one. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a day's work. So, I forgot you had three jogs. Um, but, <laughs> but genuinely, like <laughs> even being fit, it's still. It's still a schlep, isn't it? You've got to train every day. You've got managers shouting at you. Plus, there's the potential, like, you're the fourth best player in the world and you, you, you're, you like, the best player on the Are team and everyone's a bit shit. Being the fourth best footballer in the world sounds, like, unappealing. <laughs> Compared to being the fourth... You've got to run. You've got to do what your manager says. You've got to stick to tactics. Yes, Dan! But that would be worth it for the endorsements, for the adulation, for walking out into a 50,000-people stadium every week and having them shout, Ronaldinho! 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 Until, Ronaldinho! until you're at an away game and they're like, oh, you fucking dickhead! Hey! the fourth best player in the world so I'll just score a hat-trick and then get me dick out to celebrate right good I'm just saying as a comedian you were like it's it's hard enough doing a fucking podcast with one other guy like you have to give up a lot of control imagine having to work with ten bellends even if two of them are decent you know there's some fucking duffers and you're like look I'm the fourth best player in the world I'm Ronaldinho I'll fucking whip it down the wing you pass it back you fucked it up no bed no bed that's hard work. Golf, you're just wandering around. World. I'm not going to be playing for fucking West Brom, am I? I'm going to be in one of the best teams in the world, surrounded by other world-class players. What are you talking... Like, the fourth best player in the world isn't playing championship football or league two. No, I know, they? I know, but there's not... Not not, not everyone's a worldie. All I'm saying is you have to play in the rain, 
You have to play in the cold. You have to drive. Uh, which imagine? Oh yeah, who have you got in the Champions League? Kiev. Fuck my actual life. I've got to fly to the Ukraine on a shitty early December Wednesday oh, to no. run around with go all fucking Juan Wanko. Yeah, but golf, you're the fourth best golfer. You literally play everywhere that's sunny and wealthy and you just wander around like, it, it's raining. Oh, we'll probably leave it then. Oh it's, oh, it's fucking so easy. No one's trying to break your ankle. All I'm saying is golf's not too bad. Also, I, 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 love to see a Scouse golf n world number four. Get the fuck in the hole, lads. Come on, you fucking dick. Why are Scousers always aggressive in your fantasies? Have you listened to... Have you? Has anyone listened to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, are you, are you on fucking glue? Are you on fucking glue? One of my favourite... This is, this is one of my favourite tropes of you, mate. You absolutely... You go you go hard. You go, like, consistent. Especially with have a words. If they're from someone's girlfriend, like, Right, let me tell you about this fucking bitch, right? And then if I dare to say Liverpool has any hint of an edge, you're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck <laughs> is this you're telling me, lad? The good people of Merseyside and their fair city of Liverpool, city of brotherly love. Scouse lives matter. I'm not having it, mate. The edge is real. There is there's no, no a formative <laughs> edge. We are a meek people. <laughs> Do you call me we're fucking we're meek? The fuck are you calling meek? We're welcoming. We're helpful. You're not meek. You can't even say it. <laughs> Uh, look at him trying, now he's really he's annoyed I can feel the annoyance but he, it would really be like counterproductive to the argument if he went fuck you you nonce um, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is okay. Scouse oh, golfer right. would be really fun quiet down pedophile there you go oh, that's okay. more oh, right. that's the language of the meek isn't it silence no how would silence the, kiddie fiddler how, no the meek would be like shut up hey shut up with the meek <laughs> I could probably oh, the, why is it Mike Tyson again? I don't know it's the wrong it's the, it's the wrong choice of accent for the meek at the moment isn't it hey no hell oh dear it always goes weird doesn't it always goes weird eventually I've been working on some impressions by the way I think uh, just I to let fucking people know, love them ladies and gents I'm gonna I'm gonna do um I'm going to do a little video once my studio is set up in a few days. I'm going to do a, an impressions video uh, and put it out. Oh, God. Are we allowed to throw in some suggestions? Or do you Absolutely. have to work on them? Right. Have a word. No, no, you can. Yeah, and you can send me some as well if you want, but I'm going to do a video. Um, I've, you know, my Ness is getting good. I've got Robert De Niro down now as well. No, you've not. Um, what? You've not. Nessa, you, Nessa, I'll give you. Oh, he's doing the face. He's doing that. That's worked really well on a fucking audio podcast. Two and a half thousand people going. It looks like oh, he's. No, I can make it work. Ready? Any? Talking to me. <laughs> fucking hell! Your eyebrows really shine in that impression. It's amazing the 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 scale of movement. I'm the only one here, so talking to me. Uh. Uh, which ones are you good at? Eddie Murphy, you t Eddie Murphy in with Hercules. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Brilliant. That's all I can do now. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, Your mother's got mad at the back of her neck and the bitch chew like this. 
your Christopher Walken's possible. Right, any any impressions that you want? Yeah, I'm going to do a two camera impressions video, like all the big impressionists out there. And uh, I just appreciate the support when it comes out. Give it a retweet and stuff. And if you want any any done, then uh, yeah, just give me give me a shout. Any uh, any off the top of your head? Right now. Yeah, if you just, uh, the more practice I can get, the better the video is going to be. So. Uh, Jonathan Ross he's been in the news just recently one of them what <laughs> there you go I'm one of them what and <laughs> this is the one of them what Joe oh, hi I know he's got a bit of a list but he can definitely say his own name <laughs> you really no, he says one of them he doesn't say one of them what mate <laughs> That is someone who's bitten off the tongue in a car crash. They do not get to host major... He says, Wonathan, Google it. Hello, my name's Wonathan Woth. And if, <laughs> if, it, if, if he couldn't say his name, it wouldn't have been called the Jonathan Ross Show. They'd have given it something <laughs> easy. No, they'd have called it something else. Chat Hour. Hello, oh. my name is Wonathan Woth, and this is Chat Hour. They'd have called it something different. Like, if he can't say his own name, they're not going to call the show Wonathan, the Wonathan Woth Show. I can do Zach Dingle from uh, Emmerdale. Hey, up! There we go. There's Zach. <laughs> Mate, I, I know this is not the right time for it with BLM going on, but as a white person from the North, I found that offensive. I've really felt stereotyped. Hey, up! Hey! Oi! We're losing ratings to Coronation Street here. <laughs> is, that, is that from the script in the show? <laughs> <laughs> Emmerdale really break the fourth wall a lot on that. So, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, there's a dangerous look in your eye as you're thinking about celebrities you're going to do an impression of. Have a word pod at gmail.com. Please send in your suggestions. And make and them. And I'll do it. I'll do anyone who gets suggested. Make them culturally sensitive. No, don't. All right, don't. Do you love podcasts? Have you always wanted to do your own, but you don't know how? Well, here at Lightwork Studios, if you've got an idea for a podcast, then we want to record it and record it well. Whether you're doing your first podcast or you've been doing it for years, we think all podcasts should look and sound as good as possible. And with prices starting from £30 an hour, we are by far the best-priced professional podcast studio in London. We've got three HD cameras, six top-of-the-range mics, and a sound technician on hand to make sure that all you have to focus on is talking. We can have the recording edited and sent to you the very same day. Find us at lightworkpodcasts.com so we can help record your next podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to haveawardpod at gmail.com. Let's crack on with this nonsense. Adam, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's time to have a word with Adam and yeah. Dan. Tell us all the Help. problems you have with your friends. Friend. This was going to be the whole podcast. Now it's just the final 10%. That really does stick in your head, doesn't it? Fucking earworm for a day and a half. That is... People are, like, saying they love it and also bitching and complaining about it, and I'm not fucking surprised. <laughs> um, we are running short of have a word, so if you do have problems with your family and friends, please do. If you just want to whinge about anyone... If you want us to have a word with anyone, 
haveawordpod at gmail.com for the final time. That's the web. Uh, that's the email. Um, so, Alan and Dale. This is from Owen Lister. I love how people get creative with our names on the emails, you know. Alan and Dale's... Dale. Uh, can you please have a word with the silly cunts who are coming to the farmer land of Dorset and jumping off cliffs and crippling stroke killing themselves at Durdle Door? <laughs> I love it that that's an actual fucking place. All right, we've got a lovely little beauty spot in Dorset. It's called Durdle Door. And that's why no one takes us fucking seriously. I want to get totally dick fucked at Durdle Door. <laughs> I lost my virginity at Durdle Door to a fucking pirate. Um, to, to Edward Colston alright um, making the air ambulance come out three times a day and then some stupid shit cunt oh my god he's they're, they're learning your turn and phrase there Adam doing the same the very next day natural selection is great but can you do it in your own home to save us cleaning up your body parts and rubbish from the beaches silly twats leaving bloody tampons and human shit on the beach making me realise why European holiday destinations hate us Brits so can you have a word with people being fuck knuckles and going to the beach and leaving it in a state and jumping off fucking the coast and apparently this has been happening, he sent us links to to pieces in newspapers going yep yeah. and then a bell end broke his leg and then someone did it the next day well I think people who are just leaving litter everywhere and making the beaches a state are rats. Take your shit with you. If you've had a packet of Watsits, I don't want to see your Watsit wrapper. That goes home and goes in your fucking bin. If you've had a can of Coke, take that with you. That goes in the recycling because it's metal and we're trying to save the planet. Don't leave it on the beach, you knobhead. However, I refuse to condemn people going on the beach when the government have said it's okay. They've said you can go out. They said they said you can be in groups of six as long as you're two metres apart. I think you can't judge anyone at the beach because they didn't know the beach was going to be full of other people. They've gone independently. They don't know how busy the beach is till they get there. And yet on when you take that sky-high picture and the beach is full, it looks fucking horrific and there probably is going to be a second spike. But as far as I'm concerned, the only people accountable for this are the government. I think people jumping off the cliffs... You can't say, oh, you shouldn't jump off the cliff during a pandemic because the, the, the answer is you should either jump off the cliff or you shouldn't. And uh, uh, people are always going to be doing shit like that. They do it on holiday. They probably do this every fucking summer. It's just highlighted now because of what's going on. If you're at the beach and you want to get in the water, get in the fucking water. I'm not going to judge anyone until the government go. This is fucking bad. Get back into lockdown. You can't judge people for going, oh, we're allowed in group six. Fine, let's go to the beach in a group of six. You just can't do it. It's not fair. Do you know, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. Of course, like people have been like cooped up for weeks. They're young. They don't know any old people. They're like, they, they, they don't feel like they're at risk. And they've been told they can't go to fucking Malia. They can't go to Ibiza. They can't go to Benidorm. They can't go where they go to, to, to blow off steam. And if the weather's nice and they can get to somewhere like Durdle Door. But it, I think the problem, I'm not even sure if if it's the, the problem is that they're there at the beach or if it's like, if you're going to come, stop being fucking bellends. And I don't know if it's just highlighted because there's more people there. I'm not even sure there is more people there. I think the, the problem is it's the people that would be in Malia or Ibiza or Benidorm. It's young people who are being fucking arseholes. Like, we were at Rudyard Reservoir in Derbyshire. 
about Say that again Rudy Jonathan Moss <laughs> It's actually <laughs> We were down the woodyard By the bar Woodyard 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 Reservoir We're with Roderick um, And then over the Over on the other side Of the reservoir There's like it looked like a beach party of rough fucking idiots and there was like a bit of trance music going and you could hear them like screaming at one point it sounded like they were having a fight I think they were just having fun I would put money on them never have been to Rudyard Reservoir ever in their fucking life but they're so starved of other options they're like that's the best we can do their bell ends from wherever Mansfield and they're like fucking we'll go so I think that's the problem. People in places like Durdle Door or all of these beauty spots, like apparently St. Anne's, like Phil Walker, who's a comedian of ours, lives where my nana used to live. St. Anne's is a lovely little beach full of nanas, very sedate, nice day out, young families, dog walkers, pensioners, and all of a sudden they've got bell ends leaving litter everywhere. And it's just because those people who wouldn't usually go are there going, fuck up. I'm usually getting rat arsed in like, you know, Albufera or something. So I think that's yeah. part of the problem, but that doesn't give you an excuse to be a, a cunt and leave your mess. No, don't leave your mess, but, like, otherwise, as I say, like, people are going to jump off shit, they're going to get in the water, they're going to be fucking around, and the government are accountable for it, not the people who are just following the rules, they've now been told they're okay. Like, yeah. they, they made very deliberate changes from stay home, protect the NHS, save lives, to stay alert, control the virus... People don't know what they're meant to do, and it's deliberate that they don't know what it's meant that they're meant to be doing. I don't. It's just it's impossible to judge these people for. And, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I don't think. I, but I don't think he's whinging about them being there. I think he's whinging about them being cunts when they're there. I think that they are yeah. accountable to that. Maybe well, they're allowed to be there, but he, he is whinging about them jumping off the thing and like hurting yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But I, I, I don't judge them for that either because they do that. Whether it was a pandemic or not, yeah, yeah, and yeah. once they're there, they can they can fuck about and do whatever they want, and as long as they're paying the taxes, then they're paying for the air ambulance to come and fucking help them and sort the leg out. Like, yeah, and you could say, well, that air ambulance could be used on someone suffering from COVID nineteen, but it's pretty nasty coronavirus that needs an air ambulance in it. Like those <laughs> yeah. those symptoms have got to come on pretty fucking quickly to be like Brian, quickly get the air ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shut along. Um. I fucking hate litter pick uh, people who leave litter though it's such a f what but what is it about the shutdown that has brought the worst out of some people I swear people are driving like bell ends more like it's almost like well everyone's in so I'll just fucking do what I want I'll just I, I like I see people speeding the main road not far from us I mean yeah it's, it's a 50 mile an hour but mate I've seen people absolutely fucking hurtling down it is it in the head they're like it doesn't count it's a shutdown it's all different I think it is I think it is I think people know that the police are very busy at the minute doing other stuff I think they think the roads are quieter so there's less danger and I think people are also pissed off and I think when you're pissed off and you're in a bad mood and you I think everyone at the minute feels hard done by and right. obviously we're all equally hard done by but you get so wrapped up in your own stuff. Like when I'm pissed off in, in this house, which is a three-bedroom house that me and me missus share, there's no kids, we've got one dog, there's plenty of space, and at times I feel like cabin fever, and I know she does as well, and it's natural. 
So you get a bit pissed off. Like, it's so, so absolutely right for someone to tap me on the shoulder at that point and go, look at all these people who've got it worse than you. Yeah. But you don't yeah. do you? You're just like, it's shit for me and I, everything's shit for me. And then if I drive to fucking Asda when I'm in that mood, I'm sure I drive a bit more like a knobhead than I normally do. Do you know what I mean? I'm not justifying it. I'm just... I'm saying there's a reason behind it. I think people are just pissed off. They're fucking bored. Their whole way of life has just been deleted, essentially. And and they're not that, and they're not really allowed, socially allowed to whinge. Like like we did it. We absolutely hammered celebrities who went on crying and getting upset about their like, oh, isn't it hard? It's a weird one. Like usually if you're down and you're under the under the weather you can rely on not just the things you usually do. You can also ring your mates and be like, mate, I feel really pissed off. Or your missus will be like, oh, darling, never mind. We'll do this or we'll do that. Or ring so-and-so, they'll cheer you up. But the whinge, you can't whinge because you can't ring someone and go, oh, I've got it really bad. They'll be like, well, like, yeah, like like I have. Like everyone's got it bad. So it, it also, that's a buildup of pressure because you want to be like, ah, it's fucking, I'm having a hard time. But you can't because A, you know someone's having a worse time. But B, everyone's having a shitty time. Everyone's suffering with it. The, the flip side of that is I do find it quite entertaining. I've got a couple of mates who I do really care about who are natural whingers and they're not daft. They're not so oblivious that they know they're like, they're like, well, we can't really whinge, but they try to anyway because it's the natural state of being like, you're right. They're like, yeah, it's not not good, is it? And and I feel like like one of my mates is hasn't even been furloughed. He's just working from home, and they're like, they want to go. I'm having a really hard time. I'm like, motherfucker, I've lost all my work. <laughs> I don't think you're in no position. Like, bro, I'm having a really hard time. I bet I'm having. I'm a very very lucky. I'm in a WhatsApp group with a load of other comics. Um, so to name a few, Kay Caird, Rob Mulholland, Dane Baptiste, Ori Styler, Tez Ilias, Daniel Muggleton, uh, Eshan Akbar. I think that's it. That's a fucking good bill. It's a good, it's a good group. And we've all been very actively encouraging each other to have a whinge. So my whinging goes in there. If I'm pissed off, I go, lads, I'm, this is doing me. I didn't stay. And they're all like, yeah, I had something similar the other day, lad. And it's been that that WhatsApp group has been fucking pivotal in me just having an outlet for that. It's meant to have whinged to Jade less. It's meant to have been on this podcast tens of times on the podcast, being yeah. able to be freer and let less. And it's been fucking valuable to just have other people in a very similar situation. They're all other comedians. They've all lost a similar amount of work. They all create a lot of their own content and put it out and whatever. And it's just been good to be able to go, I'm pissed off about this and have a group of people that understand it. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to take away from the from anyone who's having a hard time, but I just think to then take that out on your driving, I just I'm not I'm not I'm not sure it's just like a people thinking shit doesn't count at the moment and you're like if you put it in a tree it will fucking count and the air ambulance <laughs> will be saving some It'll dickhead who's at Dirtle Door <laughs> <laughs> um, alright alright lads I mean it was a uh, a pleasure talking to you old boy and it's nice to have you back in front of the have a word sign there will be in some the studio, baby. there will be a video 
uh, on YouTube. There will be uh, a social media clip out there. If you listen to the podcast and you love it and you're on social media, we're at Have A Word Pod and we are re... We haven't been doing the, the videos recently. There's just been so much going on with the merch, which is at haveawordpod.com. Uh, check out our merch that's available with Adam moving around with offices with all of the special stuff that he's been doing getting it out and frankly it's been nice to have a break from video editing we're having a re-push now uh, and I and that doesn't make you enjoy the podcast anymore but it helps us grow and develop the pod which will uh, just improve the pod it'll just improve the standards of the pod so if you could if you see our clips the short clips we put out on social media give it a share not just a like give it a share and he help us spread the word that'd be great yeah, if you see anything of ours, let's just say this, because and also any other comedian you're a fan of, let me tell you right now, it's very hard for us because there's so many comedians and there's so many non-comedians who put content out but are trying to be funny and whatever. If you're a fan of a comedian and you see they've put a clip out or a, even if it's an image saying, I've got this thing coming out or whatever, like it and share it. Even if you haven't watched it, just like it and share it. Retweet it. If it's on Instagram, hit the little triangle thing and put it on your story. Facebook, share it. Because nothing does better for the algorithms on social media than people liking and sharing it and leaving comments as well. Ideally, comments that have four or more words. The algorithm's like that because it's like it's creating conversation. If you do that on your favorite comedian stuff, it just means that they get more views, which means we can earn slightly more money and then we can start creating more and more stuff. If you like a comedian's work, even if you don't watch it, just share it because it helps so fucking much. It costs you Do nothing and it's clips. very valuable. It's it's really valuable yeah. and it costs nothing. And it just means you're also introducing your favourite comedians to your friends and followers as well. Okay, kids, have you got a song? Have yeah. you got a fucking song? Weekends Away have sent us their new one. It's called Lucky One. Adam Rowe, I will see you on Wednesday for the Patreon exclusive episode. And speaking of Patreons, stick around after the song if you're a £10 patron and you will hear your name on the producer list. All right. See you, lad. Bye. When I first saw you, you never came through You really never noticed at all, oh So when I was sleeping, I slipped you my number Hoping you'd give me a call Back to the time I never knew you could be mine Now I'm sad here across the room wondering when you'll be
As ever, thanks very much to all the £10 top top lit patrons. Hugely appreciated. If you haven't signed up yet, it's three, five or £10. If you're £10, you're our executive producer and we read out your name. As ever on a Monday, there's no name right at the top of the £10 patrons on the list on the patron page. There's no name. So if you're like, my name's not been read out, it's because someone is registered without a name, which is slightly weird. So a big thanks to Aaron Ledbetter, Adam, AJ Gregson, Alex Jones, Alex Bly, Ali Richardson, Amy, Andrew Boyle, Andy Mannix, Andy T, Anthony Duran, Anthony Jollies, Barney Wood, Barry Parsons, Becky Hale, Bethany Griffith, Bunny Whitehead, Chris Chubbs, Chris Jones, Chris Townsend, Chris Watson, Colin Pugh, Colette Hine, Curtis Charlton, Dan Lindsay, Daniel Newman, Daniel Pugh, Danny Gilligan, Dave Chetley, David Eason, Dean Cochran, Donna McCauley, Ella Knight, Emma Armstrong, why is that? It's weirdly not as big as normal. <laughs> Sounds like that was a classic. That's what she said. Can't see as much as the name as I, I want to. Stop it. I'm just, some of these are going to be guests, I think. Uh, Donna McCauley, Ellen I, Emma Armstrong, Emma Donnelly, Emma Green, Fiona, Frank Hughes, Frog and Bucket Comedy Club, George, Gerald Keane, Graham Cashel, Graham Owens, Ian Pringle, Ian Chadwick, Jack Robert, Jack Russell. <laughs> no, it's not Jack Russell. Sorry, Jack. Jack Rush. James Fuchs, James Hall. I can't believe I called him Jack Russell. Jesus Christ. Why am I so bad at reading out this list? Like, what on earth is going? Jamie Moores, Janet Roskell, Jason Hopkins, Jason Reynolds, Jay Kyle, Jen Wilson, Jennifer Riddick, Jess Yarwood, Jill Bushell, Joanne Parr, John Barrow, is it? John Barrow Cliff, Johnny Armstrong, John Ryan, Johnny Edwards... Oh, for the love of piss, I can't read all the names, man. Jonathan Bagley, Joseph Moore, Josh, Josh Holt-Flusk, Julie Smith, Kate Bidwell-Kai, Kate Hamilton, Kathleen Simon, Catherine Wells, Kira Tan, Kenny Gadd, Khadija Mir, Kiefer Gallagher, Kieran Woodall, Kieran Gibson, Kirsty Leonard, Lee, Lee Aitchison, Lee Grant, Liam, Louise Grimes, Mark Cowan, Mark Hammond, Mark Hollenbach, Mark Pugh, Martin, Matt, Matt Delmain, Matt Flannery, Max Prenti, Maxine Eyre, Megan, Mike Kivy, Mike Pugh, Mike 
Quirk. The Quirk Dog. Mike Sullivan, Muttley, Nathan Sharricks, Nick Stannard, Owen Badman. I love that name. Paul McDonald, Pete Graves, Peter Vincent, Rachel Heron, Rachel Whiteley, Rebecca Thomas, Richard Palmer, Rob Barker, Rob Bell, Rob Knowles, Rob Upton, Robin Kerr, Russell W, Ryan Farrow, Sam Crow, Sam Maguire, Sam Snook, Sammy Taylor, Saz Green, Scott Brickcliffe, Simon Bissett, Simon Martin, Steve Woolley, Steph Keeling, Stephen Billick, Stephen Byrne, Stephen Theobald, Steve Barres, Steve Green, Stephen D. Malone, Stephen Thompson, Terry Burke, Texas Jelly Bean, Thomas Siviter, Tom Chadwick, Tom Lazarus, Tom Rowe, Tom Simpson, Tom Twistleton, Tony P, and Wes Coakley. Apologies, that was a, a scrappier read because for some reason the Patreon screen is not showing everyone's name properly. So a couple of those were fucking guesses, but I've done this a few times. I feel like I know some of them. Thanks again, guys. It's not to be underestimated how much we appreciate you. Really looking forward to seeing you at the live shows. All right, lids. Have a, have a nice rest of the evening.